0: I want to invite all of the children who are here who'd like to to come down and meet me up front. And if you're worshiping at home, just get a little closer to your screen. I have a story I want to share with you this morning. Hey, come on down. It's good to see all of you. Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> So you can come up through this way, through the middle here, and have a seat. Thank you, Frances. Some of you may not have met Miss Frances before. She's working with us this year and doing congregational care. She's one of our pastors this year, so hope you have a chance to get to know her. Okay. Well, today we're talking about what it means to be a witness, what it means to help people know that god loves them how we help people know about god sometimes we tell people but sometimes we can help people know about god's love by not even saying a word so i want to tell you this story have any of you ever seen this book it's called the rabbit listened now i'm not going to read all the pages but i'm going to use some of the pictures to tell you the story so there was a kid whose name is taylor and taylor liked to build things and he built this Big thing made of blocks and was so proud of it until, crash! For some reason, a flock of birds flew through and knocked all of his blocks down. And Taylor was very sad. And he was feeling all sorts of feelings. You can imagine, you'd be sad, you'd be angry, you'd all sorts of things. So all these different animals came by to talk to Taylor. The first one was the chicken who said, let's talk about it. Talk, 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 cluck, 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 talk, talk, talk. Taylor didn't feel very cared about. And then the bear came by and said, let's get mad about it. Let's yell together. But Taylor didn't really want to do that either in that moment. And then there were all these other animals who came by. The hyena said, hey, let's laugh about it. Ha, 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 ha. The ostrich said, let's forget and pretend it never happened and buried its head in the sand The snake came by and said, let's go knock down somebody else's. That'll make us feel better. But none of those animals really made Taylor feel better. And then along came the rabbit. Very quietly, just came up to Taylor and sat down. Didn't even say a word. And sat and sat. And Taylor finally said, please stay with me. And after a while, Taylor started to talk about what had happened. And Taylor got mad, and Taylor cried, and Taylor laughed, and Taylor got to express all the feelings because Rabbit was just there, listening. And finally, after Taylor had gotten out all of these feelings, Taylor said to the Rabbit, I think I'm ready to try and build something again. And so they started together. Sometimes it's good to be like the rabbit. And if there's somebody who's crying or someone who's having a hard time, it's okay just to sit down next to them. Maybe pat them on the knee or on the shoulder and just say, I'm here. And they'll know that God's with them too. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much for those friends who can come and sit with us. And just by being there, help us to feel better. They remind us that you're always with us and we're never alone. Help us to see times in our life, maybe today or tomorrow or the next day, when we can be that kind of friend too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you are three, four, or five, you can go with Pastor Maggie and Pastor Francis to Children's Church. If you've been worshiping with us during the past few weeks, whether online or in person, then you've had the opportunity to speak aloud those vows of membership. We say them at baptisms and we say them when new members join. We have some new members joining at 11 o'clock today, so the 11 o'clock crowd will have a chance to say it, that we renew our commitment to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And we've taken each of these promises one by one over the past few weeks and looked at them together and considered what is it Mean that we offer our prayers, that we participate in the ministries of the church by our giving and our serving? And today all of that comes to a close as we consider together what it means that we participate in the life of the church with our witness. What does that conjure up for you, that word witness? What does it mean to you to be a witness to your faith? Well, if you're like me, I've often carried with me a pretty narrow definition of what witness means, as if it just means sitting down and talking to someone and telling them about your faith in the hope that you might convert them or bring them to be a person of faith or at least invite them to church. And that is one way that we bear witness in the world, but this morning I want to consider a broader understanding of, of how we witness and how we are called to witness in the world. One of the most beautiful statements I've ever heard about witness comes at the end of the wedding ceremony in the United Methodist Book of Worship. I've had the opportunity over the past 18 months or so to do a lot of weddings. We had weddings that were scheduled for 2020 that got postponed to 2021 and 2022, and so I've been doing a lot of weddings lately, and it's been such a joy. And there's this moment right before I say they can kiss each other where I offer a final benediction to the whole congregation, and right out of the book of worship, here's what it says, bear witness to the love of God in this world so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in us generous friends. Isn't that beautiful? Bear witness to the love of God in this world. How many different ways do we have to do that? To dig a little further into what it means for us to bear witness, we have before us the 10th chapter of Acts where we see Peter bearing witness to a group of Gentiles. We even have the word witness that appears a couple of times in the text itself, which is always exciting. Now, Bill could only read part of the story for us because it's such a long story, but I would encourage you, if you haven't already, to read the whole 10th chapter of Acts. It's a wonderful, powerful story. But let me tell you a little bit of the context. If you worshiped with us last week, you know that by the end of chapter 9, Peter is in the city of Joppa. When chapter 10 begins, Peter is up on the roof of the house where he's staying praying, and he has this vision of all the different animals of the world, And, and God says to Peter, basically, all of these animals are clean. I declare all of these animals clean. Now, Peter had grown up in the Jewish faith where certain animals were clean and certain were unclean and you had to keep your distance. And we soon learn that this vision is not so much about food as it is about people. God is preparing Peter to welcome people who before Peter would have considered unclean, Gentiles, non-Jews. So Peter's having this vision, he's trying to figure out what it means, and at the very same time, there's a man in Caesarea whose name is Cornelius. He is a Roman centurion, an officer in the occupying army of Judea. He's a Gentile. And yet, having lived among the Jews, he has come to some sort of belief in Yahweh, in the God of the Jews, He is a praying man and a generous man, and he too has a vision. And in his vision, God says to him, send to Joppa for a man named Peter. And so as Peter is coming down off the roof from his prayers, he's greeted by these Gentiles who say, come and see Cornelius in Caesarea. And in that moment, Peter decides to go. And Peter says once he arrives, you know and I know that I'm not supposed to be here, that Jews are not supposed to associate with Gentiles. We're not supposed to to go into your homes, but God told me to show up, and so here I am. And even in that action, Peter is bearing witness to a God whose love is getting broader and broader and broader. Peter's bearing witness to a God whose love includes the Gentiles includes everyone, includes whosoever will, as John Wesley would say. So just by showing up and being present, Peter's bearing witness to the inclusive love of God. And then there's this moment that I find actually kind of funny. Cornelius says, okay, I've gathered my whole household. I've done what God told me to do. I've brought you here. Now start talking. And Peter's like, okay, well, let me tell you what I saw. And then Peter bears witness to his life with Jesus. He just tells them what he saw, what he saw Jesus teach and and preach and how he saw Jesus heal and how he saw Jesus crucified. And then he was raised from the dead and appeared to some of them. And Peter saw it. It's not about how great Peter is. It's not about all these wonderful things that Peter's done. He's just saying what he's experienced. And then it's so beautiful how it happens. While Peter's still speaking, he doesn't even get to finish what he's saying. It's so not about Peter that while he's still talking, the Holy Spirit comes and fills all of the Gentiles in the room. And Peter witnesses it. And all of these people that he used to think were unclean, that he had to distance himself from, are filled with the Holy Spirit just as he was. And so then what happens next in chapter 11, he goes back to Jerusalem to all of the leaders of the, of the Christian church at that moment, all of whom were Jewish in background, and he says, i got to tell you what I just saw. The Holy Spirit has now filled Gentiles, and and this is a whole different situation than we thought. We've got to change our minds about some things. We've got to change the way we do things because God has now included not just Jews but Gentiles. So he bears witness to what he saw, and he brings about change in the church. So as we hear Peter's story, The question is rising up to the surface for us. How do we, how do you and I bear witness to the love of God in this world so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in us generous friends? For some, it is showing up, just showing up as Peter showed up at Cornelius' house. It's showing up at the home of of a friend who's just lost a loved one. Just like in the children's story, you don't have to say a word. You just show up. And somehow that bears witness to the presence of God. Many of you have the church t-shirts Or the bumper stickers on the back of your car that say God loves everyone unconditionally. We have those signs out on the outside of our church. And I can tell you story after story of people who have been moved by that witness. Who see that message and say, I am loved by God. People who are joining this church because... They want to be part of a church that bears witness to the unconditional love of God in this world. Bill Ferris gave me permission to tell a story he shared in Bible study on Tuesday morning. Some of you know Bill. He's a cancer survivor. And he got an invitation last week to participate in a fishing camp with a group of other cancer survivors or cancer patients. And in that small group of men who spent a few days fishing together, there was a man named Carlos, who had come from, I think it was Chicago. He was diagnosed with cancer after he'd been released from prison. He'd been shot nine times in a car that was, had over 22 bullet holes in it. He'd lived a hard life, a violent life. And he was saying to Bill, I just don't think God could ever forgive me. And Bill was able to pass along the good news that he had heard from someone else when they told their story. And he told Carlos, God has already forgiven you a long time ago. The only thing that's left is for you to forgive yourself. Bearing witness to the love of God in this world. How do we bear witness to the love of God in this world, in this moment, as we have witnessed the horrors of two mass shootings in two weeks? How do we stay present to that when there's such a temptation to just shut it out and not think about it and not go there because it hurts so much to see and to think about? But by showing up to the suffering in our world, we can speak a witness. We can bear witness and we can name the fact that gun violence is now the number one cause of death among children in America. We can bear witness and say, there's something wrong with that. We can bear witness to the fact there's something wrong when an 18-year-old can go on his birthday and buy a weapon of mass destruction when he can't rent a hotel room or rent a car or even buy alcohol. We can bear witness to what we see in our world. We can bear witness to a God who dreams for the day when we turn our weapons into plowshares. We can bear witness to a Christ who says, let the children come to me, and woe to those who put a stumbling block in front of any of these little ones. We can bear witness to the kingdom of God that is God's dream. And we can go and tell what we see and go to the authorities and and try to make change so that all of us together might build a world that looks more like the beloved community that we're designed for. we are called to be witnesses to the love of god to the presence of god to the forgiveness of god to the dream of god's kingdom who in your circle in your family in your circle of friends is someone who is stranger to love is there someone in your life to whom love is a stranger Then go, my friends, bear witness to the love of God so that those to whom love is a stranger will find in us generous friends. Amen.